Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. 30s, partly to mostly sunny for your Thursday, a mild day considering the time of year. We're around 55 degrees. Morning clouds with added afternoon sunshine on Friday. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. We still have clouds dip down a little bit. 41 in Hyattsville, 40 now in Herndon. At 559. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's top news, live, local, 24-7. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good evening, I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Coming up, new tonight. A teenager sentenced after killing her friend over sweet and sour sauce. It's still not enough. I'm Heather Gustafson. Also ahead. What some of the potential future owners of the Baltimore Orioles are saying about a deal to buy the team. I'm Mike Marilla. The NFL was supposed to help former players who suffer concussions in their families. But a new Washington Post investigation shows in many cases promises have been broken. We're going in depth on that at 615. After nearly 40 years on the job, an outgoing police chief on the challenges for today's officers. I'm Kate Ryan. Wall Street, the Dow down 317. Six o'clock. Is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks. The remains of three American service members killed by a militant drone strike in Jordan will be returned to the U.S. soon. CBS's Linda Kenyon has more from the White House. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre says President Biden will be there. This Friday, uh, the President and the First Lady are honored to attend the dignified transfer of the three U.S. Army soldiers we lost in Jordan. That's a tough day. That is a tough day. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says while the President will be at Dover Air Force Base, he will not deliver remarks. There is a ritual to it, um, and it's very somber and it's very solemn, and uh, and that's not the place for speeches. The president has vowed, however, to respond to the attack at the right time. Senators questioned social media CEOs today on Capitol Hill about what their platforms are doing to protect young users from dangerous content and sexual predators. CBS's Natalie Brand also talked to parents about their concerns. You know, it seems like these big tech companies, they know exactly how to make it work for them. And the parents don't know what's going on. Tammy Rodriguez's 11-year-old daughter, Selena, died by suicide after what her mom calls an extreme addiction to Snapchat and Instagram. The White House has called it a crisis. eBay will pay $59 million to settle with the Justice Department over thousands of pill press machines that it sold on its platform. The feds say the machines can be used to make counterfeit pills that look just like prescription pills and lace them with substances like fentanyl, the drugs fueling the deadliest overdose crisis in U.S. history. A state of emergency over fentanyl in Oregon. Governor Tina Kotek's been working on it for months. The state, the city and the county, each government needs to declare a state of emergency around the fentanyl crisis. So we're going to do that. Every jurisdiction has an incident commander to lead the government's work on the fentanyl emergency. That's KLX reporter Annette Newell. The first of two big storms hit California today, the second expected to move in on Sunday. But Brian Ferguson with the governor's office of emergency services tells us both will bring risks of flooding and mudslides. There's an intensive effort underway today uh, to do outreach to those groups and to really have the state partner with locals uh, to get the word out. The NBA is making major changes to its draft this year in New York. For the first time ever, it's moving to a two-day format with round one on June 26th and round two on the 27th. Last year's draft ran nearly five hours. Rumor has it. 
And Adele announced today that she is heading overseas for a mini-concert series in Munich, Germany this summer. Pre-sale tickets will be available next week. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. 603 on WTOP on this last day of January 2024. Cloudy skies. We sit at 44 in D.C. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Ann Kramer. Our top local story this hour, a Waldorf teen is sentenced to five years in a D.C. juvenile detention center after pleading guilty to stabbing her friend to death. It happened outside a D.C. McDonald's last summer after the two argued over sweet and sour sauce. 16-year-old Naima Lagan was killed. She was also from Waldorf. WTOP's Heather Gustafson reports. Minutes after the sentencing, Joy Lagan, Naima's mother, stepped outside the courtroom and said that she was relieved it was all over, but that justice had not been served. We knew that the maximum time, regardless, that she would get would be up to her 21st birthday, which I think is an injustice. Lagan said the family initially wanted to go to trial for first-degree murder, but now that teenager who pled guilty will remain in a youth detention center until she's 21 as part of the plea deal. This young lady committed an adult crime and was not charged as an adult. She could have been charged as an adult, but she wasn't. Lagan also told the judge that she just can't understand how her daughter could have been killed over sweet and sour sauce. In the district, Heather Gustafson, WTOP News. Maryland leaders say they're doing more to crack down on juvenile crime. WTOP's Nick Ionelli says the lawmakers are now proposing legislation that would, in part, provide better documentation of younger kids who get arrested. We will be improving the accountability, rehabilitation, and collaboration of our system writ large. That's Maryland Senate President Bill Ferguson announcing legislation that would require police officers who arrest a child to write a report about it every time it happens in order to close gaps between law enforcement and the Department of Juvenile Services. We will tackle this challenge together. Governor Wes Moore. We are all responsible for ensuring that children receive the rehabilitation that they need to get their lives on track. He says the legislation would increase the possible length of probation for kids and would expand the jurisdiction for the Department of Juvenile Services to include children Children under 13 for firearms-related offenses and car thefts. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. 605, big change coming to Baltimore after more than 24 years under one family. The Orioles are on track to have some new owners. And the man leading the new group says his goal is simple. It's to win a World Series. WTOP's Mike Marilla reports we are hearing comments from several of the potential new owners. The ownership group led by D.C. philanthropist David Rubenstein has a just over $1.7 billion deal on the table, which MLB owners still need to approve. Rubenstein, in a statement, says he's grateful to the Angelos family for the opportunity to join the team that he's been a fan of his entire life, he says. And he looks forward to working with the Orioles owners, players and staff. Other owners include Michael Arigetti, CEO of Aries Management, as well as some big names in sports, among them Orioles legend Cal Ripken Jr., who says the team has always been a part of his life and he looks forward to this opportunity. Also, NBA Hall of Famer Grant Hill is a part of it. Governor Wes Moore is also reacting, saying he's glad the deal will keep the team in Baltimore. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. The current owner, Peter Angelos, he bought the team in 1993. Montgomery County Police Chief Marcus Jones started his career in 1985. Now he says he'll retire this summer. He talks with WTOP's Kate Ryan about the changes he's seen and the challenges ahead. 
And the world has changed. From bulky police radios to computers and patrol cars and drones overhead, Montgomery County Police Chief Marcus Jones has seen a lot of change in 38 years on the job. But what hasn't changed, he said, is the drive that police recruits need to have. Service to community and a desire to serve. Jones on the impact national cases like the killing of George Floyd have had. From police officers doing it the wrong way, utilizing their power in a very negative way. And his advice to police recruits? You have to work with the community because you can't solve every problem as a police officer by yourself. Kate Ryan. WTOP News. Speed cameras in school zones are coming to Prince William County. This is a pilot program for right now. Cameras are going to be put up around four schools in the county to start off. Then leaders expect to add more cameras as time goes on. There's going to be a month-long warning period for violators. After the warning period is over, those who are in violation are going to get a $100 fine for speeding in those school zones. Prince William County says it will have road message boards in place a week before to alert drivers to those new cameras. Northern Virginia has been growing for a long time, but now parts of the region are barely growing. WTOP's Luke Lukert explains what's going on. In 2023, Virginia saw people moving out of the state. It was heavily driven by people leaving Northern Virginia, going to lower-cost areas in the south like Raleigh, Charlotte. Hamilton Lombard, a demographer at the University of Virginia, ran the recent study. The reason for this shift, a dramatic increase in telework and housing costs. Housing promised anyone is their biggest cost. On the East Coast, Arlington and Fairfax have the most expensive housing for any county after Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard. It has gotten quite expensive. Didn't used to be that way in the past. Northern Virginia also saw more people moving out to more rural areas nearby. Winchester's in the fastest growing metro area percentage-wise. Luke Luger, WTOP News. Coming up in money news after traffic and weather. A mix-and-match stir-fry restaurant. Keeps expanding here. I'm Jeff Glabel. 608. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. It's traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks. Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Virginia State Police still investigating a very serious crash in Woodbridge. I-95 northbound. Bumper to bumper from Marine Corps Base Quantico past Dumfries and the Dale City Rest Area. The crash happened between Dale Boulevard and Prince William Parkway. Northbound traffic on 95 gets by the reconstruction single file to the left near mile marker 158 over 5. Significant bailouts on 234 and Route 1. And because the ramps at Dumfries Road are backed up, southbound traffic on 95 is extra slow this evening. Getting out of Dale City toward 234. Southbound lanes and ramps open. I-66 eastbound in Falls Church. The crash clear. Traffic still heavy into Arlington. Westbound traffic still heavy near Vienna, but also farther west from Fair Lakes into Centerville, although the crashed cars have been towed and authorities are in the process of reopening the left lanes near Route 28 westbound. By the time you get there on 66, the lanes ought to be open. At the D.C. Potomac and Anacostia River Bridges, outbound on Canal Road past the Chain Bridge at the beginning of the Claire Barton Parkway, crash blocks the right side. You all right across the 66 Roosevelt Bridge, 395 slow both ways between Crystal City and the 3rd Street Tunnel toward the 14th Street Bridge. Volume delays on D.C. 295 northbound from the 11th Street Bridge to Eastern Avenue and southbound on I-295 near Bowling. Beltway traffic still heavy on the outer loop from Route 7 to Gallows and Telegraph Road to the Wilson Bridge. Interloop congestion north of the Toll Road on the brakes to River Road, slowest on the interloop through Silver Spring. 
Colesville Road, northbound on 29, still slow. The broken down car getting towed out of the left lane near Franklin Avenue. Volume delays on 270, slowest northbound through Gaithersburg. Want to test an electric car? Plug it to fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ionic, or Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's the Fitz way. I'm Dave Deldine, WTOP Traffic. Let's find out how long these clouds are going to stick around. 7 News First Alert, meteorologist Steve Rudin. Looking pretty good as we move through the remainder of the evening and into the overnight. Better news yet, our skies are going to clear on out. Could see a bit of patchy fog by early tomorrow morning with wake-up temperatures in the 30s. A beautiful Thursday with plenty of sunshine. Temperatures in the middle 50s, winds from the southwest at 5 to 10. A weak weather maker arrives late tomorrow night into early Friday morning, bringing added clouds, a chance for a stray shower. Afternoon sunshine on Friday with highs near 50. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Gaithersburg now at 40. Arlington, 41. We've got 42 in downtown D.C. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Jeff Claybaugh. The Federal Reserve keeps rates unchanged for the fourth straight meeting and signaled openness to cutting them. No, not necessarily right away. The Fed completely dropped any reference to additional hikes, with the first cut still possible later this spring. Job growth is still slowing. Payroll firm ADP says private employers added a fewer than expected 107,000 jobs this month. It revised December growth lower. Fast casual restaurant Honey Grow has set its sights on D.C. Honey Grow is opening at Fair Lake Center this summer, its fifth location with more to come. Customers mix and match their stir-fry ingredients and salads. Honey Grow also has yogurt and honey bars. The Dow lost 317 points today. The S&P 500 down 79. The Nasdaq down 346. That was two and a quarter percent. Jeff Clayball. WTOP News. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. Book at Amtrak.com. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Coming up on WTOP, we're taking a closer look at the NFL's concussion settlement that was supposed to help many former players and their families cope with serious medical issues and high costs. But the Washington Post has uncovered major problems. We go in depth ahead. 612. Hey, Washington, D.C., are you looking for new ways to save? Well, on Verizon, you don't need to be on a family plan to get our best deals. Switch to Verizon, and for a limited time, plans start at just $50 per month for a single line with auto pay plus taxes and fees when you bring your own phone with unlimited welcome. That's a savings of $15 per month. And when you switch now, you can save on the things you love to stream, like Netflix and Max. There's never been a better time to switch to the network America relies on. A better plan to save is Verizon. This offer won't last long. Visit your local Verizon store to switch and save big today. $180 BYOD promo credit per phone applied over 36 months for new customers with one new line with your own 4G or 5G smartphone on unlimited welcome plan required. $360 local promo credit applied over 36 months for new customers with one new line. Additional terms apply in select markets only. Auto pay and paper-free billing required. For unlimited welcome plan in times of congestion, unlimited 5G and 4G LTE may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Domestic data roaming at 2G speeds. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one Sportsbook, this is George Wallace. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. The snacks are very important, but don't forget about the commercials either. That's a very, very important part of the game. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two. 
or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash GW to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash GW. Must be 21 and older and present in Virginia. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Jackson Hewitt offers you your biggest refund, guaranteed, or your money back plus 100 bucks. Hurry in to Jackson Hewitt today. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 6.15. I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Thanks for being with us. While the excitement builds for this year's Super Bowl and the NFL is as popular as ever, it's important to keep in mind the other side of the sport. Many former players are still struggling with all kinds of health and financial issues after getting several concussions throughout their careers. The league set up a concussion settlement program to cover the former players' expenses and medical care. But a new Washington Post investigation shows that program is not living up to expectations and a lot of former players are actually being rejected. Washington Post national sports reporter Will Hobson joined us a bit earlier to talk about the failures that he's uncovered. The league promised to provide money and medical care for any former player who developed dementia or uh, other brain diseases linked to the sport. But what what is actually occurring for hundreds of former players is, although they're getting diagnosed with dementia, they're failing to qualify for money or medical care. So, Will, is it too hard to actually qualify? Is the NFL making it too difficult? The settlement actually has its own definition for dementia. It's different than how doctors normally diagnose it. That that we found is more difficult, requires more impairment. So you have situations where players are getting diagnosed with dementia. They obviously have these problems, but they don't meet the settlement's requirements, so they end up getting denied for medical care or money. So what is the NFL Players Association saying about this? Uh, the Players Association doesn't really have a role here. And there's a bit of a disconnect between the association and former players, and, and they view this settlement as not really their responsibility. And what about the league, Will? What is the league saying? The league disputes the findings of our story. They say that the settlement is operating fairly, and they point to the nearly $1.2 billion that has gone out through this settlement to more than 1,600 foreign players and their families. So will there be further legal action on this particular issue? There are some families, foreign players, who are looking into that, and so that's something that we'll be following. Will, can you share with our listeners some of the heart-wrenching stories that you heard and that you all focused on about what has happened to these families and give it some context of what this means for them? We had players like Irv Cross, who was a trailblazing sports broadcaster in the 70s and 80s. He went through this process in 2018. He had obvious signs of dementia and and failed to qualify for the money or medical care he, he was supposed to get under the settlement. Uh, there was another player by the name of Ed Lothamer, who was a defensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs back in the 70s. When he went through this process, he'd been diagnosed with dementia. He, he got lost around town so often that his family had actually attached a GPS tracker to his car, but he didn't meet the settlement's definition for dementia. And he ultimately died. Both Mr. Cross and Mr. Lothamer passed away of CTE. In Mr. Lothamer's case, they actually put CTE on the death certificate after he passed away. That's Washington Post national sports reporter Will Hobson. Quick look at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. CEOs of social media companies face the new grilling on Capitol Hill over the safety of children. At one point, Meta's Mark Zuckerberg directly apologized to families in the hearing room. People who are about to buy the Orioles are speaking out about their dreams for the franchise, including the ultimate prize, raising the commissioner's trophy after winning the World Series. We'll keep it here for full details in the minutes ahead. 618. 
traffic and weather on the 8th. How are things moving now, Dave? Uh, it's about a 10-mile backup from Quantico to Woodbridge, northbound on 95. It's been a very serious crash under investigation near mile marker 158 and a half. And northbound traffic on 95 is jammed badly and only getting by single file down the left shoulder here in Prince William County. If you get on from Prince William Parkway, you'll be in light traffic northbound. A crash scene will be in your rear view mirror. But because the interchange for Dumfries Road, 234, is clogged with bailout, southbound traffic on 95 is very slow this evening from Lorton through Woodbridge down to 234, exit 152. Very tangled up in that interchange. Again, the crash investigation is in the path of northbound drivers in Woodbridge. 66 westbound still heavy near Nutley Street and 123. Getting a little better out of Fair Lakes. The crash near 28 is clear. Eastbound traffic still slow pulling into Arlington. Volume delays remain on the Beltway. Not too intense in Virginia. Slowest in Montgomery County on the interloop through Silver Spring. Colesville Road, northbound lanes open at Franklin Avenue. Broken down car cleared. 270 northbound. A couple of slowdowns remain through Gaithersburg. 95 in Maryland, slowest southbound uh, between 195 and 100. Generally good through Laurel. BW Parkway, a couple of slowdowns between Laurel and Greenbelt. Rounding off the Suitland Parkway near Andrews and onto Route 4, very slow traffic. Earlier in the afternoon, there was a crash near Pennsylvania Avenue. That's not what's causing this. There's something going on closer to Forceville Road. Outbound of the Clara Barton Parkway, beyond the Chain Bridge, there was a crash blocking the right side in the PM pattern. You can get by to the left. Stock up on seasonal produce at Whole Foods Market. I get two large Haas avocados for $3 with Prime through February 6th while supplies last. Shop in store or online. Terms apply. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. All right, let's go to Mark Pena. He's in the 7 News First Alert Weather Center. Mark, a little bit warmer weather headed our way? Yeah, you know, we're on a we're on the up the uptrend right now in terms of temperatures. While today was actually a day spent below average, that's going to change as we head beginning tomorrow, really. Uh, overnight, the clouds that were with us through much of the day are going to thin out, and we're looking at partly cloudy skies to start your Thursday. And temperatures will be in the upper 20s to lower 30s as you're heading out the door. And you might also run into some patchy areas of fog, but it shouldn't be as dense as it was this past weekend when we had that terrible accident on the Bay Bridge. Sunshine comes out tomorrow, and so do the warmer temperatures. Forecast highs in the low to mid 50s for a Thursday afternoon. Tracking another quick moving system that looks to arrive on Friday. Temperatures are going to be mild though. We have forecast highs in the low 50s again, uh, but you might run into a stray shower or two during the afternoon on Friday. Beyond that though, sunshine returns for the weekend for both Saturday and Sunday. Nothing but sunshine for both days and mild temperatures. Highs around 50 degrees for Saturday, mid 50s for Sunday. And we're tracking a weak front that looks to come through late Sunday, early Monday. This isn't expected to bring any rainfall to the area, but it will drop temperatures back Back to the mid-40s for Monday and Tuesday with plenty of sunshine to start the first full week of February. So again, outside right now, we've been cloudy, but radar is quiet. Temperature-wise, it is currently 42 in downtown D.C., 41 in Alexandria, and I've got 43 in Beltsville. Thanks, Mark. Coming up on WTOP. Tonight's the deadline to enroll to buy health insurance in D.C. I'm Neil Augenstein. 621. The following is a paid message. This is Bishop Michael Burbage of the Catholic Diocese of Arlington. For centuries, people have worked the fields, planting crops for sustenance. Farmers who have tilled the soil will tell you that this work takes great patience because the fruits of their labor can be affected by many factors. Wind, rain, snow, temperature, and more. The growing season takes months to produce a bountiful harvest. This reality is an analogy to our personal lives. Many times we work hard to help ourselves and others, but lament when we don't see immediate results. 
When we doubt if our daily efforts, sacrifices, acts of faith, and good deeds are making a difference, remember the promise of Jesus. He assures us that the smallest seeds we plant will grow in miraculous ways. Give the Lord your very best today. He will do the rest. Agencies are using automation to secure their networks with zero trust. Brian Dack, the Director of Solutions Engineering at Okta, says AI will help accelerate those efforts. To cut down on some of the noise that help desks and admins are dealing with, if they can get a platform that provides that automation, AI is going to raise the level of what that automation can do and, and the ability for it to intelligently make decisions. To learn more, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Okta. With federal cybersecurity on the line, agencies are harnessing the power of modern identity and AI to supercharge their defenses. But technology moves fast and you need to keep up. That's why you need our free webinar, AI and Automation in Zero Trust Architectures. Learn from government and industry leaders and be ready for the future of cybersecurity today. Register now at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Okta. That's federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Okta. O-K-T-A. This is WTOP News. 623. We are learning more this evening about that frightening one-person crime spree that started Monday night in D.C. and ended yesterday morning, very early in the morning in Prince George's County. Started with a carjacking and a shooting, police say, ended when officers in New Carrollton shot and killed the suspect. That man's now being identified as 28-year-old Artel Cunningham of Suitland. The officers involved in the shooting are Sergeant Byron Purnell and Corporal Carlos Batanga. Both are now on leave. Investigators still trying to identify a motive. They do say Cunningham may have been experiencing a mental health crisis. Now, at least one person was killed during those series of crimes. Another remains in what police are calling very critical condition tonight. You are running out of time if you want to buy health insurance on your own in the district. The deadline to enroll for D.C. Health Link is 1159 tonight. If you don't get health insurance through your employer and you're buying it on your own, today is the end of of that open enrollment cycle. Pervy Kempf is with DC Health Link. You have the option to choose from 27 different health insurance options, and you can find a plan and a budget that's right for you. They've got extended call center hours to help you enroll, and their website's got a list of places where you can walk in for help in finding plans that have your doctors or medications. So if you really want to sit down with someone and have that conversation, you can do that. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP. P News. What's there to do in Vegas if you can't gamble? Kansas City and San Francisco, both teams are about to find out. When in Vegas, you gamble, right? Not if you're a player on the Chiefs or the 49ers. Vegas, baby, Vegas! While the two NFL teams are in town leading up to the Super Bowl, every player is banned from betting on the game as well as playing blackjack, roulette, or any other casino games. The NFL says the teams are there on business, so no gambling. Neither team is staying on the strip. They'll both be in hotels about 25 miles away from all the action. Jen Clark, CBS News. Sports at 25 and 55. Rob Woodfork scratching his head tonight over yeah. who might be the next commander's coach. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine is at this point. I keep guessing and I keep being wrong. Uh, Washington now the lone NFL team without a head coach uh, after Seattle goes from having the oldest coach in the league to the youngest. They hired, uh, or reportedly hiring, 36-year-old Mike McDonald to replace 72-year-old Pete Carroll. Now, if this sounds familiar to Baltimore, it should. McDonald is...